Hey guys, what's up? How's it going? Ryan and Pixel back again with another episode of No Content Podcast. This is actually episode 169. Nice. Well, <laughs> so that's that's cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, welcome back, guys. Uh, as always, I don't think we did this last time, but uh, remember to rate the podcast five stars. We're going to go look at the music and stuff and go follow all, yeah, that, we'll all our socials below. And uh, yeah, how's it going, Pixel? No, it's going all right. I am in pain from this weekend. You saw, you talked about like uh, uh, what we did over the weekend, and I went yeah. to the gym, and we had leg day. Second, second it, time, second day, second time going to the gym or no trainer? This is like, well, with the trainer, yes, but this is like the fifth time overall. Um, okay. So my legs are killing me because we did leg day. And okay, flex was, your leg muscles right now to stand on the couch back there. <laughs> no, you know what? Mine are pretty muscles? tiny too. I know mine are pretty small too. Yeah, it was it was miserable. We were doing like squats and all these things, and I'm just like, how many squats are we gonna do, man? It's like I'm in pain. I hate legs so much that I have a genius strat to increasing your legs, and this is not scientifically backed at all. And probably people will yell at me later for it. I hate legs so much that yes, I do have a dedicated leg day, but when my like, so for example, tonight is back. I'm going to go do back after this. But because I focus on one body part at a time, sometimes my back gets tired. So I break it up with other exercises, right? Mm -hmm. And one of those exercises I will always break it up with is at least one leg exercise. Hmm, okay. That's, so that's, that's my strat. So basically, every time I go to the gym, I do at least one leg exercise. Okay. So like calves or squats or bench press or like leg press or curls or something like that or extensions or something. So every time I go to the gym, I hit it. So by the end of the week, I've done like a whole leg thing. There, right. There you go. Okay. Because I, I, I hate legs that much. But then it's also really nice because if you start getting tired from like back day or arm day, it's like, OK, well, I'm going to go do like a set a leg set now and I'll squeeze that in. And then that gives enough time for my arms to like rest or whatever body part you're like yeah. mainly focused on to work so i don't know try wow. that out that might actually help to be honest yeah that sounds like it's nice just to like break it up because like focusing all on legs in one single day it just like it hurts to walk yeah i, I have so much trouble just getting up out of my chair now and i'm like yep yeah i'm gonna have to get used to this i guess yeah or if it... i find something else to do uh, yeah i mean the problem with me too is like i walk a lot for work and stuff as well so the problem with doing like a strict leg day is like that is like I like on average, I'm walking like 10,000 steps a day. So I know yeah. a day after leg day, it's like I'm not going to recover and then it's going to take me three days to recover. So that's why I just go yeah. this route. Mm -hmm. How are your arms, though? Did you do arm day yet? Um, Not really. I mean, like not focusing on arms. Um, It was very much just like upper body. So like a little mm -hmm. bit of back, a little bit of arms, nothing focused on just arms. Yeah, at least not yet. All right, show me the guns. The what guns? This is the this shark. is the pro this is the progress. We have to take a progress <laughs> pick. Everyone will see the progress pick. Yeah, this is the before. There we go. See, look, that's like half my size, twice my size. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I stopped working out arms, to be honest. Why? Uh, okay. Well, that's a lie. I stopped solely focusing a day on arms because I messed up my bicep last week. Or I not messed it up. I overworked my bicep last my bicep mm. last week on my left arm and it was super sore. And then you realize when you 
when your biceps are really sore or you've overworked out your biceps, you realize every other workout you do requires your biceps in some way. So like one of my friends was saying, realistically, you don't really have to have like a super intent. Like if you are going to focus on arms, you can like, and what I mean by arms is like biceps. I usually have a day to focus on triceps or whatever, but you don't really have to focus your biceps like super hardcore because most exercises are going to utilize them anyway in some capacity. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just probably best not to do that. And I was like, Oh, that makes way more sense. That does make a lot of sense. Actually. I, I kind of think the same way about the back too. Cause yeah. that's like involved in so much like your core in, in general, really core and your back. Cause like any kind of lifting, yeah. like with your legs, squats, deadlifts, whatever, it's going to involve your back and your core just stabilizes everything. And so it's like, yeah, do I really need like an entire day focus to that. Uh, when I do back, I mostly focus on like upper back because I don't work that out much, but I never really focus on like lower back because of what you said. Like I usually I probably bad to do, but I use a lot of lower back for exercises. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like I've worked that out enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I feel like it probably mix it in a little bit, like a couple exercises here and there, but focusing like your entire day on your back is at least your lower back seems kind of counterproductive. How's uh, how's it been juggling gym now with everything? I'm making. Do you feel time like a lot it. busy? Do you feel like so? Like I feel more productive. I know it's weird, but I feel more productive when I go to the gym because it's like even if I don't have a lot going on that day, it feels mm-hmm. like I have a lot going on that day because I'm going to the gym. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does feel like uh, there's a lot more going on because like okay, so I've got gym, but I've also got like you know diet to take care of right so it's right like and then work being, and then just all the general stuff yeah yeah so it's like being more aware of like what you're buying what you're like putting into your body because you got to measure everything now like well at least for me because you got to weigh oh, every, yeah. everything i don't and... do that anymore yeah I, I, yeah I eyeball everything now at this point I, I eyeball a lot of stuff or whatever so yeah generally like once you get good with it like you can probably just eyeball everything um since i actually have like a goal to like cut a certain amount like i am yeah. very very diligent um i'm so, so glad i'm not in the cutting phase anymore dude i'm so happy now like i haven't been on the cutting phase in like two months yeah and yeah you i think you realize sorry to interrupt but i think like you realize that when you do the cut when you're in the cutting phase and then you stop cutting and you start eating like not normally you know what i mean but a little bit in excess you're like oh man this is so nice because i definitely have felt like would feel like super I didn't realize like how emaciated and low energy I felt beforehand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's totally true. It's like you have that little bit of like that hit of happiness from just having like a little bit extra sweetness, a little bit extra, you know, something in your coffee or whatever. And it's like it feels so good. Um, but like actually the biggest change that I've noticed so far is that I'm sleeping way better. <laughs> that will go away soon. That. <laughs> Because like I'm I'm so tired at the end of the day, like when after a workout, I'm just like I'm dead, and mm-hmm. I am just like hit the bed. I'm sleeping for a good eight hours, and I haven't yeah. had that in a really long time. Yeah, that'll go away soon. Well, damn. I know because you get used to it, and then you just kind of go back to your regular routines or whatever. That's how I feel, at least. Well, it's also, it, I mean, it also depends, like if you're gonna start intaking more protein too. Like you got to be really careful with that, because like there's been times where like uh, I ramped up my protein intake too much. And because uh, protein makes you makes your internal temperature warmer, 
uh, it actually has been proven to make it so that it's harder to fall asleep. Interesting. So basically, like I've taken too much protein and then it's like two or three a.m. and I'm like wide awake because it like it has the consuming large amounts of protein has the same effect as almost like taking coffee. Hmm. So it's like one of those things, too, where it's like, yeah, if you're starting to intake a lot of protein, that kind of sucks. So you have to kind yeah. of like baby it up or whatever. To be honest, I think like for for my size, it's kind of it's not a whole lot of protein. I'm doing between like 80, 90 right now. That's not that much. I think yeah, isn't so that what's required. It's there's a range like the the maximum, I think, is like what, 0.8 grams per pound or whatever like i hate the weird like Mexican. yeah 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight per kilogram okay so it's like for me that's around like between 90 and 100 i don't know if you necessarily need that much like let's the see, lower um, end is like 0. 0.6 i think per kilogram okay let's let me convert this what am i supposed to so i'm 74 0.8 kilogram 74 Zero point zero point eight. My calculator is being an idiot. <laughs> Seventy four. Sure, it's uh, uh per kilogram. I don't know. It's just probably not. That's why I just read on this like one. I just like googled it like super fast. Because that makes the number kind of low, actually, like way too low for it to be right. I think that's I think if you're not pound. that's that's if you're not training. OK, yeah, that's if you're not training. So that's like just to like maintain. That's like what the what is it? It's recommended. The recommend it's the recommended allowance for protein It is a modest 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. Mm. OK, yeah. So that's like really low. But then obviously for training or whatever, it's different because I'm taking like two times this. Right. Three. 6, 60, 80. I'm already at 80 today, plus the food I had today, 120, plus the shake I'll have afterwards. Yeah, because I'm taking like 150 to 160 a day. Yeah, because that's like, that sounds right. And if you use kilograms, I don't know if it is. Yeah, so kilogram, that measurement for kilograms is for like the daily, it's like what the, like what health officials recommend for just like, you know. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. to maintain or whatever, if you're doing like a 2000 caloric scale, it's roughly 50 to 70 for men and 45 to 70 for women. Right. And there you go. But yeah, so have fun with have fun with that, buddy. <laughs> Once you start, like, unless you're not planning to bulk up, then you're fine. I'm probably not, but we'll see. I'm, I'm not like planning on like getting huge or anything like that. But, you know, maybe my my goals will change. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to be like super lean, like all those bodybuilders on TikTok. Yeah. Or maybe Instagram. that's like, maybe that's really all I want is just like, you know, the endurance and just be or, lean. Or just take uh, PEDS and you'll be fine. They also take a healthy dosage of PEDS. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> the Liver King diet. The Liver King diet, baby. Oh, just nothing but PEDs. Yeah. I had, so I had a friend like interesting enough and he's like a pretty big health guy, but like he used to like, I can't get into his personal story, but he used to be really emaciated, like really, really badly. And uh, he was like 100 pounds, like six one or something like really, Ooh, really, really, really bad. And so he actually was 
like recommended to go on peds, which I thought was interesting when he started first working out because his levels were so were so low. They were so bad. Like, that's how bad they were. So that is, he actually yeah, that is really he, he started actually taking them and he got off of them. He's it's been years since he's been on them, but he was on them for like five or six months or whatever. But he said, like, during that time, he's like, holy crap, it was crazy. Really? Like, it's OK. Do you have an example of like what was crazy about it? He just mostly felt that like like so it he basically said that like it, he felt like it was like a cheat code where like and I guess this is why like bodybuilders maybe struggle with this stuff or even people who aren't bodybuilders who are on peds who struggle with this. But he said that like you could like from what he said and from what like another friend who was on them for like four months, but obviously <laughs> was on them for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they said it was like a cheat code because you could eat and consume almost whatever you you, he, you could stick to your same diet lift just as much as you were before if not slightly less and still mm-hmm. gain progress like two to three times faster than the guy next to you interesting so like that my other crazy. my other friend who was on it was like he did it because like he had kind of plateaued and he was like a heavier body uh he was like a body type like me heavier his friend was also the same weight by like three or four three or four pounds difference Mm-hmm. They both always went to the gym together, but then he took peds and then they both also ate the same things. Like they kept each other really accountable. And yeah. my friend's progress within four months was like as if he had been going to the gym for like nine months. Hmm. And then his friend was like way below him or whatever. Yeah. And so he used to do it and then he used to cycle for like a little bit or whatever, which was like really interesting. But then he totally got off of it after a while, like after hmm. like probably less than like two years or something because he would cycle he basically he would do it for like a month so basically what it was is like you do it for like a month or two and let's say during that month or two on it you can get like let's say 80 pound dumbbell curls or something crazy like that and then you get off of it and then you go down you start losing strength but then you because of muscle memory you're still able to do like let's say 60 pounds whereas before maybe you were only able to do like 45 pounds right because mm-hmm. you have that muscle memory of being able to do it at like 80 pounds. Right. Yeah. And apparently that's why like a lot of people cycle it as well. But yeah, I've only had one friend who actually was like recommended to like take it and was like in a controlled environment and stuff like that. Yeah. And like got I mean, a prescription like, for it and stuff and it really helped him out. So just yeah, take pets. Yeah. That's an extreme. Case, <laughs> sure. Just take them, man. <laughs> just take them. I know a guy. I don't know a guy at all. <laughs> I probably yeah. actually do know a guy. There's like three of them at my gym that I'm pretty sure I'm like, there's no shot. Yeah, I know. You you, you see those every now and then. The guys that are, who are like screaming in, in when they're doing bench presses or something like that, doing like 400 pound bench presses. There's a guy at our gym that like does like he like he like. So the funny thing is, I've never actually seen him do anything else besides back. I don't know if he has another gym he goes to. But I'll probably see him tonight. But like on the lat pull down, like cable machine thing or whatever. Right. Uh He maxes the whole thing out. And then, you know, like the weights that you're supposed to like put on top of it. Yeah. Like the little like attachment things, like the rubber things. Like he takes additional weight. Yeah. He takes all of them from the gym, like literally all of them. I'm not even kidding you. Like I've had to ask him, like, hey, can I have one? He's like, yeah, I have two more sets left. (laughs) And he stacks all of those. And he's just like. (laughs) Like it's like it's nothing like it's crazy like he's doing it and then it's like so weird because like and this is the reason why I know he's on roids too besides like the the sweating stuff and the redness is that he will do this for about I don't know 30 minutes 
Like he'll just do like 20 sets of like 15 at max or whatever forever and not even be like exhausted or anything. And I'm just like, this is weird. Yeah. That's, uh, and he, mean, he also looks like a cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going there to do lats. Uh, he has the lat gym. That's the lat gym for him. Yeah. Like the, like, the thing is, is like, I know he's all muscle, but he like looks fat because he's just so like disproportionately like weird and big. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like kind of like it's like. Yeah, it's weird, so. I can imagine like that's going to like really mess up your body composition too. like you're you're on Roy's you're con you're just like focusing on your back. You probably have like little like sticks for legs or something like that. Yeah, he doesn't have very big legs. I think my legs are bigger than him, which is <laughs> kind of funny or whatever. No, it's oh, I mean, man. I've always said, you know, if there was no adverse side effects, I would probably do it too, but there are adverse side effects, so it's not worth it. Yeah, you not know? only that, it's like the, the 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 fact that you have to keep taking them in order to like have the effect. Like that's mm. huge. Like there like it means you basically have to keep taking them for like the rest of your life if you want to keep it up. It's yeah, it's not a good deal. Yeah, it kind of sucks, too, because everyone's body compositions are different. So I've heard of people who are on them for like three or four months and it ruined them for the rest of their life. And then I've also heard of people who've taken them for like a really long. It took them like a long time and then they got off of it and it messed them up. But like you can just take it like for a very short period and can mess you up like hardcore. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you have to like, I don't know. So microdose peds. That was that's what I learned from this conversation. <laughs> just kidding. I will say um, like two weeks or like last week. I did get asked if I was on roids, so I'm very happy for that compliment. Was some random person at the gym just like ask if you were on roids? Yeah, it was kind of funny. Like it was basically like and, he, and like he's a soup. He was like, like, I don't know him too well, but it's like one of those people like when you go to the gym, you start seeing the same 20 people every single time, depending on when you go. And he like yeah. came up to me or whatever. And he's like, dude, your arms are looking like your arms and lats are looking like really good like really good i've i've seen like i guess he's been going there since like i started going there or maybe before that and then he's all like oh yeah like what's your secret or whatever and i was like oh like uh, i told him like well you know i told him my story but then i also told him like yeah i basically learned that like i'm allergic to like fast food and like all this takeout stuff so i basically had to like quit that cold turkey and that's mostly the reason why like i probably lost a ton of weight and then mm -hmm. um and then he's like oh nice like what are you on and then like i was like oh like i'm on like i didn't I was working out, so I was kind of tired, too. But I was like, oh, yeah, like, I just take, like, creatine and, like, HMB and, like, this or that. He's like, no, like, are you on anything, like, extra? And I was like, no. And then, like, I was like, no. And he's like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like, yeah, it's crazy. And I was like. And then, like, afterwards, like, because then one of my friends came in. So then, like, he kind of interrupted the comp or she kind of interrupted the conversation. So then he kind of, like, went away. And I told her about the conversation. She's like, yeah, she he was asking you if, like, you were on, like, heads or whatever. And I was like, oh. I'll That's take that so as a weird. yeah. I was like, I'll take that as like a compliment. But he was saying it like super nicely too. Like he wasn't being like insulting. Like, oh, are you natty or not? Like he was being super nice about. It. So I don't know if he was like, hey, do you know a hookup or something? Like I don't know. It's a weird conversation. <laughs> but I was like, hey, I'll take it. Like if people think I'm on roids when I'm not, like I guess it's a compliment, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, like that's the equivalent of like being like, dude, you're hacking in like, uh, in like Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I don't actually them. know where you're, where to get. I'm like I have no legitimate source to find these. Oh, things. you probably you could use doctor or like i don't know no i but, think you uh, can like i heard in bodybuilding or whatever it's like they basically it's like being a nascar driver so they have like a bunch of sponsors mm. that are plastered all over them so like i i heard a lot of the times it's just like gym owners will get them mm. and they'd know a source you know interesting huh. 
I guess you gotta go down to like uh, Gold's over in Venice or something like that. And find Gold or stuff. like a UFC gym. <laughs> or just like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. But that's cool, man. I'm glad that you're working out. Yeah, it's good. It's, um, I- I'm hoping that I can keep it up and just like, just get to where I want to be and, uh, I don't know, maintain it, hopefully. Yeah. It's a, it's a lifelong thing. You gotta like keep going with it. Yeah. Just know to not do it for the aesthetics. Do it for your health and don't do it because you're going to get girls because you're not going to get girls. You're not. You're going to get more attention from guys than you are from girls. I, there was like a me. There was like a video that my gym friend sent me today and it was like some guy and he was like, is like a like a what is it? A deadlift, <laughs> a deadlift bar and had like nine weights on both sides. And mm-hmm. it's like me deadlifting how many girls I've gotten. Uh, I've gotten since I've I've gained all this muscle and and. Uh, got ripped or whatever then he like walks up to the deadlift bar and then there's like another deadlift bar behind it that was hidden that has no weights <laughs> and he's just like oh he starts like <laughs> lifting it up and it's like exactly <laughs> uh, exactly That's... yeah like there's there's i don't think anybody really cares what you look like like if you're going out dating and stuff like that it's more about just like personality like yeah i will say it, you are. it probably gives you a boost of confidence to be able sure. to like do that because you when you feel good you're gonna uh project that feeling onto other people in a positive way hopefully and so yeah yeah absolutely no that's the big thing that's like if anything that's the one thing that they will pick up on Mm -hmm, if you're mm -hmm. if you're comfortable with yourself and you you care if you look like you care about yourself and you like you know treat your body well that's the things that they will pick up on yeah, exactly. Also, side note, another reason why I'll never take roids. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast, but uh, he doesn't live there anymore. But basically, my neighbor next door is like a super chill guy, and he's like around my age, and he usually rents out uh, the couple extra rooms that he has in his house to like other tenants or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had this guy, um, let's call him Mark. It's like far from his real name, but like was which was like his childhood best friend. And Mark was like a pretty like ripped dude like pretty good body uh body composition for sure but apparently he got into like a car accident this is like two years ago but like mark got in a car accident like two years ago Mm -hmm. um he had to go do like physical therapy and stuff like that mark lived with his girlfriend and so with my house layout his room is like right again not right against but his basically it's like his room there's a wall separating into my property line and then my kitchen and my garage and so sometimes i'd be in the garage or be in the kitchen late at night and uh like a year ago like I would just hear Mark like yelling at someone. Right. Mm. Just be like, Oh, this is a bunch of bull crap. Like swearing a bunch at like sometimes like really late at night, sometimes like really early in the morning. Uh, and it was like, I knew he had a girlfriend. So I was like, I would like text, you know, my neighbor and be like, Hey man. Uh, so I hear Mark like yelling at someone is, is everything okay over there? Like you guys good. Like blah, 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 blah. And then like, you know, my neighbor was like, yeah, man, uh, everything's fine. Like, don't worry about it. You don't have to call the cops or anything like that. Are you sure? It sounds like he's going to kill someone. Like it was pretty intense. And so this happened maybe like a couple more times. And then finally, like uh, my neighbor comes over. He's like, Hey man, I want to talk to you about Mark. And I was like, okay, apparently Mark had been on, was on steroids. Uh, he had gotten injured and then he had like a debilitating back injury and he started taking steroids so that he could recover faster from mm-hmm. it. And the steroids had the adverse effect of roid rage essentially. And, um, because he was overdoing them. He took like a ton of them. At, well, he didn't lean into it, right? He just mm-hmm. took a bunch. And he wasn't yelling at anyone. He was just yelling at himself. Oh, like he was, what the... it, it like messed up like his, it like gave him so much rage, but then it messed up his like, 
I don't know. They don't know what happened, but it, it like he was not yelling at anyone. He was just yelling at himself. He's just like, I hate you, blah, 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 blah. I want to beat you up. Like he was saying all this crazy stuff. And I thought it was like his girlfriend was in the room. No one was there. Apparently his girlfriend broke up with him like a while ago. And so eventually what happened was is uh, my neighbor kicked him out and he was supposed to like move out. And so then I was like, my neighbor, and this is before I started working out, was like, yo, if we got to throw down. Will you help me? I was like, I'm down, but I'm going to get killed. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, okay, bet. And then that week, no meme that week we had a, we had really bad wind like really bad wind. This is like last year, right? If you remember that, like when the Santa Ana winds came through or whatever mm -hmm. yeah. and a tree branch, like a giant tree branch broke off, like the, tr like broke off this tree that Mark's Mark would parallel park under and the tree branch totaled his whole car. Oh no. Like it like crashed down on like the hood of his car and just broke, shattered the window, everything. So then he had to get out even sooner. Jeez. So then he's not here anymore. Like he's obviously not here anymore. But it was like, right. That's my other example of why I'll never take like roids or anything like that because that dude was freaking the heck out. Like I can't explain to you what it was. Like it was intense. Yeah, like I've heard of roid rage, but like I didn't actually think that it was like a real thing. You know, I always thought it was like some sort of um kind of a joke. Like that, you know, it, it just it jacks you up and, and turns on all of this aggressiveness or something like that. But I yeah. thought it was real. Have you ever taken like ashwagandha? No, it's like a natural herb. And there's actually like a lot of scientific like uh, study being backed on it or whatever, too. So it's kind of like it's gotten a lot of uh, stuff like creatine or whatever. But it's like a natural like root that basically has been shown to like. um, Like give you like ba it basically helps um foster more testosterone within you hmm. um and just kind of like uh and naturally enhances like your t like it doesn't increase your testosterone levels but it allows them to um i guess come out more or whatever that was the closest i ever felt like i was on steroids and that was like probably nothing compared to steroids because i would like take it or whatever and i, I was a skeptic hardcore and then like yeah. I would be in the gym or whatever and I would just feel like very like pumped up. Like it was like it was like getting hit with like really, really good pre-workout where I'm mm. like, yeah, let's go. I want to like pump this stuff. I want to be super competitive. Like, you know what I mean? But it wasn't yeah. like, er, I'm going to beat someone up. Um, I'm still on it right now. And it's like mellowed out like a lot. You actually have to like kind of cycle that too or whatever. But it's like it's an it's like an all natural like herb or whatever. But it's been proven scientifically to like help with like um, having better muscle recovery as well as like. Um, it, it height heightens the testosterone that you already have. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, so that's I the only thing. That's the only thing that I've ever gotten close to when it comes to like steroid use. <laughs> like, what, what would it probably feel to be like? Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like roid rage. But yeah, it's like as. It's like ash ashwagandha. Yeah, but it's I will. A but I will say it does like it like you, you basically you'll take it for like a little bit and um, you'll probably have to get off of it in like, I don't know, a month or two. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's pretty wide amount of studies, I think, uh, that have been looking at this stuff. It does like help with anxiety, yeah. uh, cortisol. Yeah. Um, sleep, insomnia. Sleep I actually I actually wait, what's up? It can also affect your sleep quality and actually make it better. Yeah, that's actually why I started taking it, to be honest, was um, because um, a friend of mine actually who was like working out was like, yeah, I used to have bad insomnia as well. 
And I was like, I still do even after working out. He's like, you should try ashwagandha. It's like a natural, like it's like, and then I was like, oh, and then actually it's funny. Um, the melatonin I used to take, I don't take it anymore. It has ashwagandha in it. Hmm. Yeah. So it has melatonin in ashwagandha. So it's like, it's, it's good. I'll have to look it up. It's uh looks like it's an, in, it's called Indian ginseng. Uh, yep. It's an herb used in Ayurveda. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's pretty, it's natural stuff. It's good. But yeah, check it out. And let me know when you take it. Cause I want to know what your reaction is once you take oh, it. Just watch me have roid rage or something like that. You just throw a dumbbell at someone's face at the gym for no reason. Like <laughs> when they ask you if you're still doing a set. Anyway, that's enough workout talk. Um, yeah. Somehow we've become a fitness podcast over the last like <laughs> 20 episodes or whatever. I'm glad. Shouts to everyone who's been messaging me on Twitter, though. Shouts to you guys that we've been encouraging to work out, though. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, this is why I wear a tank top on the podcast on video now. To, uh, so you guys can see the progress. Showing, showing off the guns. I have to show off to someone at this point. There's no one to show off to. <laughs> um, But no, anyway. So moving on, dude. Remember I had like that crazy weekend last weekend? Where I was like, I met a drug dealer, apparently, mm -hmm. and then, you know, did all this stuff. And then I yeah. and we got stuck in parking garage. And then I told you, what did I tell you on the podcast? I'm not going out next weekend. I'm going to have a chill weekend. Well, that yeah. was a lie. I did not have a chill weekend. I went out again three days in a row, Pixel. <laughs> and, um, you know, <sighs> I'm going to have a chill weekend this coming weekend. This next coming weekend. Okay, I will you say this next weekend I have a couple things going on, but they're more chill. Okay. So first okay. Friday, I have a white elephant party to go to, but it's at 6 PM. So I'll probably be done by 11. Then okay. Saturday, I have a hike to go on with a bunch of guys that, um, we're going to like, I started like a men's hiking thing with all my friends. So we're going to go on the hike on Saturday morning. That's all I have planned for next for this coming weekend. Just to throw that out to everyone. So like it seems like it's gonna be a way more chill weekend. Saturday night, I do have to go to a dinner for some people. We'll see how that goes, but definitely gonna be more chill weekend. Anyway, you know, I was hanging out on Friday night, just chilling. You know, I was like, I'm gonna have a chill weekend. And then my childhood friend Matt hits me up and he goes, Yo, I wanna go out. Are you down to go get dinner? And I mm -hmm. said, I'm down. So I take Matt out and we go to our local area to get dinner. I was like, okay, good night. Be home by 10 o'clock. Unfortunately, all the dinner places were super crowded. It was like ridiculously crowded at like six, seven o'clock. Okay. Like way more crowded than usual. Mm -hmm. So then I said, Hey, I know a place that we can go to, but it's 40 minutes away. He said, I'm down. I said, okay. So we drove to LA <laughs> and we got to LA and we're walking up to this restaurant. And I'm like, dude, I'm so hyped. This place is really cool. They have a whiskey lounge in the back. They have cigars in the back. We can hang out. Matt's a cigar guy. He's like, okay, mm -hmm. bet. We're walking towards the place. We get through the secret entrance. We walk up to the sign. And I don't know who George and Gina are, but congratulations on your wedding because the place was closed for a private event for their wedding. <laughs> So, oh, no. so congrats to you guys, but you ruined my night. Okay. <laughs> but I hope you had a wonderful, you have a wonderful marriage. Okay. Um, 40 minutes so, of driving for nothing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, where can we go? And then 
Matt, since you've met Matt Pixel, mm-hmm. was yeah. like, didn't Pixel talk about this curry place that we used to go to that you guys went to one time? And I said, yes. And he said, let's just go get that. That sounds really good. I said, OK, mm-hmm. cool. So I'm like, you know, it, it's like so I'm like, OK, so we we drive over there. And as we're driving over there, my friend, she hits me up and she's like, yo, I'm in the uh, so I had posted not the wedding thing. That thing was I was like, we made it all the way here and this place is closed because of a wedding. Congrats to them, I guess. Right. And yeah. as we're going to the curry place, my other friend hits me up and she's like, yo, I just saw your Instagram story. I'm free. Uh, I'm up in L.A. because I'm work. I'm like she was like ghosting. And I don't know what's called. What is it called? Like when you're like someone's more senior than you is training someone and you're like kind of like shadowing them is like ghosting or shadowing okay she was shadowing someone else for work and i was like okay pull up so then she pulls up we get dinner it's perfectly fine then uh she had just gotten off of 12 hour shift so she's like what are your guys' plans now and i was like i don't know she's like let's go get drinks so i said okay let's go get drinks so you know we're walking we we're walking over to get the drink thing or whatever her and my friend Matt are like talking or whatever. Matt's complaining about not being able to get a girlfriend recently because, um, you know, he's been doing this whole online dating thing and he really hates it or whatever. Um, uh, he's also trolling her about me and stuff like that and asking her if she likes Japanese food or something for some reason. I don't catch half the conversation. I'm just trying to get to where I'm trying to go. Um, so we get we get to this place. We get to this place that we're at. It's hella crowded. OK, we start getting drinks and I don't know where the time went pixel. But two hours went by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Within this two hours, we got a girl to start talking to Matt. Right. Because hey, we, had, we had a girl with us. Right. So that's a strat, first of all. Right. So mm. we had our friend who. I, I can't even give her a name because she doesn't want me to like give a fake name, but she doesn't want to give her name out on the podcast. <laughs> but she pixel knows of her. She, he knows her name anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's that person pixel. Anyway, <laughs> she starts talking to this group of girls. And they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we're from Hollywood. Oh my gosh, this is so fun or whatever. And like, they start like, you know, they, dude, I don't know what it is about girls, first of all, but it's like, girls are so nice to each other, man. Like guys are just like, like when you're good friends with the, like, this is what, this is how guys are when they're like friends, when they're friends, it's like, dude, you're looking good tonight. And then you're like, dude, thanks. Same. But then when like you're best friends with guys, it's like, Hey man. You're an asshole. You look like shit. And then your other friend goes, yeah, fuck you, dude. That's somehow what we do. But girls, for some reason, are just super nice off rip. Right. So we're just like hanging out, getting drinks like the like we got these. Oh, yeah. The bar we went to was the one we went to last time. Pixel deserted. It was deserted for like two hours until it got really crowded. We weren't even there early at this point. Right. We were there Mm -hmm. at like nine. Like we were there at like eight thirty or nine o'clock on a Sunday. Right. So then. We're like, so we're getting drinks. We sit at the bar, which we've never been. I've never been able to do on a weekend. So then my friend, she has access to where most people are coming up. So then like girls are just coming up and they're just like straight off rip complimenting her. Right. They're just like, oh, my gosh, your dress is so pretty. Like, oh, my gosh, I love your like blah, blah, blah. Right. They're just complimenting her. So she just starts wingmanning for for Matt. Right. 
She's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is my friend Ryan. This is my friend Matt or whatever. Uh, Matt's a professor. <laughs> She's like doing like all this wingmanning stuff like that. And then I'm over here. I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, what do you do to like me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a music producer. I make lo-fi beats. Uh, this is my friend Matt. He's my childhood best friend. Really good guy. He's my hype man. I didn't tell them that all I did was give Matt the business cards. Technically, that's a hype man in some people's definitions. <laughs> and yeah, we got a girl's this girl that was with this group of girls who was like kind of shy, but he's also shy ended up like talking to him while uh, me and my friend corralled the other two more like woo girls away. And she gave Matt the number and now they're going on a date like tomorrow, like two days from now or something like on Thursday. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're welcome to Matt. I said, I could share this story because he didn't, he was like, that was the weirdest experience ever had in my life. I said, I know. (laughs) Well, hey, you know what bars actually work, you know? Yeah, if you have a girl and you're not weird and you're not creepy. Right? A lot of things so, that fall into place, sure. So that's that's not the end of the night, okay? So afterwards, you know, we're like, hey, we're going to go. We're going to chill. They're like, okay, so, you know, t- you know, it's like one of those things where, like, it's like, okay, we can go one of two ways. We're out until 5 a.m. in the morning with these people or we just leave. So we just decide to leave, right? And my friend, she's like, we get outside and my friend's like, hey, you know what? I'm super tired. Like, I just had a 12-hour shift. We just got drinks. She had Ubered up there, too. So she's like, I need to Uber back to my car, like, down by your place, and then I'm going to go home and sleep. I was like, okay, bet, you know? And Matt was like, Matt was, like, on cloud nine, you know? So this dude's like, where are we going to next, right? And I'm like, all right, I don't know, man. We'll figure it out. As we're talking, like, trying to figure out places, you know, yelping locations around the area, I get a text message from, once again, Pixelized Mutual Friend Eli, and mm-hmm. Eli's like, yo, dog, you should drive up to L.A. I'm at this ramen shop. And I I look at he yelps it to me, right? He yelps me the ramen shop like a minute later. And I look at my phone. I look up and the ramen shops right across the street. <laughs> he, Eli did not know that I was in L.A. or L.A. already. So we walk across, we walk across the street and just walk in the ramen shop. And he's like, what is going on? Like he freaks out. He does his whole like yelling at me in this rest. Like he's yelling. By the way, this restaurant was Daiko Kuya. So I don't mind like the area. He's yelling in Daiko Kuya. Like, you know how small that place is. And he's just, he's just like Kubo. It's like super tiny, right? Super tiny place. So whatever. He's like, makes it super. He's like, try. He's like, like. He's like trying to hug me. He's like, dude, I can't hug you. You're so wide now. You have so many muscles. He's like pointing around the room, like, this is my friend Kubo. He's lost so much weight. He's lost 60 pounds. He's single, right? Like, like, doing, like all this stuff. And I'm just like, eh. And then the waitress comes up. She's like, I'm sorry. Are, are you with these people? Like, what's going on? Like, you know what I mean? Do you have a reservation? Right? Because Daiko Kuya. And yeah, they're sitting exactly. at like the they're sitting at the bar. And then Eli's like, no, 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 we can make space. We can make space. And so the lady's like all flustered. So then we end up just standing there while they're like, while him and uh, you know, his friend are eating ramen or whatever and uh and i don't okay so during this conversation we're all having a good time and and matt looks over to me and puts his hand on my shoulder and goes dude what's today and i'm like are you drunk like what is going on like why did you ask that i was like dude it's friday he's like dude i need to get home i need papers to grade that are due at 2 a.m it's like 11 o'clock at night right now (laughs) and i'm like wait are you serious like we've been out since like probably about five at this point Oh, okay. No. So I'm like, dude, are you serious? He's like, dude, I'm. He's like, dead ass. And that's like, Matt, so for people that know, don't know, when Matt and I troll each other, that's our safe word. Where mm-hmm. like, if we're trolling each other, and then someone goes dead ass, and then you have to tell the truth. Like that's just right. kind of like a little inside thing that we have. And so I was like, okay, we got to go. So he's like, I'm so sorry, uh, Eli. We have to go. Blah blah. blah. And then Eli's like, you want to go get cigars later? Like down by you? And I was like, 
kind of down. Let me know, right? So then I get in the car with Matt, and we have to drive home from L.A., right? So we drive home. I drop him off. I park the car. I'm like, I got to take a piss. I take a piss. Eli sends me the pl- Eli sends me a link to a cigar place, right? I don't know what this dude thought close was, okay? But you know where I live, and he links me mm-hmm. a place in Inglewood. So you drove from downtown LA back I drove to your place. from my house to downtown LA, back to downtown LA, and then stupidly went to Inglewood, is what I'm telling you right now. In the matter of like five to six hours. Yo, what the It was no. only eleven it was like only like eleven thirty at this point. That sounds miserable. So then I'm like, Inglewood! So then because I hadn't seen Eli in like two months. So I was like, Inglewood, right? So then I drive all the way to Inglewood to a cigar place in the most random place this place looked like a warehouse where i was gonna get murdered like i thought i was gonna get murdered yeah it's like in the industrial area of inglewood we walk in there's like four dudes in there the nicest dudes ever or whatever they like compliment my jordans they give me like a free cigar like at one point the owner's like yo i'm going to cvs you guys want anything i'm like and i was like yeah i'll take a handle of whiskey he brings back me a handle whiskey doesn't make me pay right what and it's it's so funny because it's me it's it's me eli eli's friend the owner and two of the owner's friends and this other dude that's sitting in the corner right and this other dude in the corner is like he's fine keeping to himself and then he comes up to it gets a little bit more crowded and let me just say this place is no bigger than like daiko kuya like daiko kuya makes this place look enormous like daiko kuya make daiko kuya in comparison is like enormous compared to this place so it's pretty small right and uh-huh. so this guy comes up to us and it's like getting crowded. So like he kind of, you know, he's by himself. So he's like a group would come in and he'd be like, oh, I'll just scoot over. And so eventually he just scoots over to us. And then he strikes up a conversation with me. He's like, he's like, yo, um, he's like, I don't know if he's like drunk or whatever, but he's just like, hey, man. Uh, he's like, hey, how are you guys doing? I was like, good, good, man. He's like, cool, man. I was like, yeah. So uh, what's your uh, what do you guys do? What, what do you guys do for work? And uh, I'm like, oh, um, and I'm about to answer. And he goes, I'll go first, I guess. And I go, okay. And he goes, yeah, I'm a top 200 Valorant pro. And I'm like, no shot, man. No shot. He's like, no, for real. For real. Shows me his stats. He's won like 50K in Valorant. <laughs> That's crazy. Is and he, works is he pro, at, like on a team? Yeah, he's on a team. He like competes and stuff like that. And he just started streaming. Shouts out to him. Twitch.tv slash Gman underscore Valve. Okay. Yeah, but like Pretty he cool. just started streaming. He only has like 400 followers and like one or two viewers but like yeah he's like he shows me his stats he's like top 200 in like all of na right now in valorant he's won like a bunch of money from valorant is crazy that's pretty wild like what are the what are the odds yeah and he follows me on twitter like he followed me on twitter he followed the music he's like been playing it on his stream he's streaming right now as we record this by the way (laughs) that's pretty wild like the entire night, it sounds like this like like crazy set of coincidences. Yeah, it was it was actually crazy. So then I was like, so then the cigar place is closing up. It's like 2.30 a.m. And then Eli's friend's like, yo, we're going to a club in Santa Monica. I was like, no shot. I'm going home. So I drive home, right? And uh, you got to love the 405 because for some reason, the 405 has construction going on. Of course. So I get home at like 3.30. I pass out. Ready to do you it know. again next weekend. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, oh man, I am, I am so tired. Like, I just want to chill. There's, there's no shot we're gonna like 
we're going to do anything on Saturday, right? So, like, I sleep in. I don't go to the gym on Saturday. Like, I, I'm just, like, wanting to chill. It's, like, 5 or 6. It's, like, 5, 6 o'clock or whatever. And then I get... And then my phone lights up. And I look at my phone. And uh, it's a message from Blake. And he's like, yo, I'm busy next weekend, but are you down to hang out? And I look at the phone, and I look at my bed, and I look at my phone, and I go, okay, I'll be ready in 30 minutes. <laughs> so then I get ready in 30 minutes, and we go to, like, one, two, three breweries, and I get back at 1 a.m. Again, or whatever, right? And oh, my God. So, so I'm like, yo, we... Ch-. So then I'm just like, I am so tired. I wake up the next morning. I didn't go as hard this night. So I decide, you know, going to the gym. So I go to the gym. I go do all this stuff. And then my friends, I'm like, it's like, okay, so, you know, we're getting to the the main event of this podcast title, but it's Sunday. And I'm like, okay, you know what? It's Sunday. There's something going on this Sunday that Pixel and I are both going to watch the Ludwig Boxing Invitational. It's at 4 p.m., right? And I'm just like, this is going to be so chill. It's going to be so fun. I'm going to just, you know, eat, eat at home, watch the matches on, on my TV or whatever, and just, and, just bin, and just veg out, right? And then my buddy hits me up, Jacob, who Pixel doesn't know. And he goes, yo, are you watching the Ludwig, Ludwig boxing thing today? And I go, yeah, of course. It sounds awesome. And he goes, dude, they're broadcasting it at every single Dave and Buster's nationwide. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Why? And he goes, we're going to be at the, the Dave and Buster's by your house in an hour. Are you down to come and get drinks and get food? And once again, I look at the TV. <laughs> I look down. I look at the TV and I and I get ready and I go out. <laughs> So I go to Dave and Buster's Pixel to watch the chess boxing match li- live at Dave and Buster's while we're drinking and um and and, and hanging out. And uh, yeah, that leads us to our night because now we are segueing into the chess boxing match. Um, I just want to throw it out there right now. Um, Jacob lost seven hundred bucks to me, so screw that guy. Um, he was desperate on money. Uh, I had lost about 300 from creator clash, but he, I, I had redemption. I had a run up. He was so mad the whole time. <laughs> like at one point he wanted to double down on disguise toast versus ant. Uh huh. And I said in all or nothing it for 350, And I said, bet. And oh I won. This man was desperate for money. Uh, you know, the, the eye of the eye of the tiger. Um, but yeah, the Ludwig boxing event happened this weekend, finally. And you know what? I will say this one Dave and Buster's you guys pretty lit. I'm actually surprised. So we went to I went to Dave and Buster's and I was like, there's no shot. Anyone is going to know like what's going on. You know what I mean? Right. Like we walk in and it's like it's like three, four of us. And we walk in and there's like a TV like right by the bar slash food area. So we're like, okay, let's get food drinks set up right here. We ask them for this TV. They're like, oh, yeah, what's this event? We keep hearing people like talk about it or like they're like our managers are like asking us about it and stuff like that. Like what's going on? And I was like, okay, it's like chess boxing or whatever. And then 
they're just like, oh, that's that's so that's so weird and interesting. We're kind of explaining it to them and blah, 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 blah. And then like, you know, we're watching it. And by the end of the whole event, we had about like 50 people around our table <laughs> like watching because we were hyped. So then people yeah. would get hyped. But then also like you I re- once again, I realized like how much bigger YouTube is than like Twitch because like like basically like the first couple fights were like smash players. Right. And then I think it was like stands versus box box. Like we'll go over all the fights in a sec. And then abroad in Japan came on and like this random, like older couple, like I want to say, like, I swear in like their forties, right? Like mid forties, like they were, they were like at the table, like next to us. And the husband just kind of looks up and like, kind of like taps his wife. And he's like, he's kind of like giving her this confused look like what, what the heck kind of like pointing at the screen. And uh, and I just hear him go, dude, dude, that's a broad in Japan. Like, why is he boxing? <laughs> like, just super confused. And then they got invested into it. But like, it just like, you know what I mean? Because like, I don't I think that would be very uncommon for people to be like, you know, if you're out in public or something like that. And someone who's like in their 40s or 50s to be like, dude, dude, is that disguised toast? You know what I mean? Like, or like the Twitch streamer, like, but it was interesting. Cause it was like, you know, abroad in Japan, if you guys don't know, he does, he lives in Japan. He does more like vlog style stuff of like, um, you know, things about Japan or just about Japan culture and stuff like that. So it was like kind of interesting. The crowd of people watching was like a mixture of like just all generations. You know what I mean? Uh, watching the fight. Um, whereas opposed to like, maybe if it was like a tw- Twitch only event, it would probably be only younger people, you know? So I just thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, man, what did you think about like the whole event uh, itself, Pixel? Honestly, I wasn't really paying much attention to it. I just had it in the background, just kind of like fair. looking over every now and then. That's fair. Like, it is. You could tell they weren't really prepared for it. Like they weren't really like um, training a lot for this event. Unlike. Um, God, what was that? Other, what was the other one with the Creator event? Clash? Creator Clash, or like yeah. there were some some creators that were like seriously training for that. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I and, and the one moment that really sticks out to me is I don't know if we're gonna talk about it later if we're gonna go into order, oh we'll, we'll but, talk about uh, everything. Um, was uh disguised toasts fight? Mm. Um, where um I I can't even remember the other guy's name, but he small ant, small ant. He yes. took a couple of shots at his uh, crotch. Not just one, but two. Yeah, I thought that was weird that like he got a flag for it where basically if he had got hit, got hit another time, then it would basically be called or whatever. Yeah, it's but, like, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but like, I, it really feels like I don't you had to have known where you were punching. No. So my friend who was there was kind of explaining it to me because I felt the same way. But he was like, if they haven't if you haven't trained a lot and this is like your first like actual boxing match, because apparently Small Ant didn't really like spar or anything before the fight, but he was like a competitive rower. So he just worked out a lot. And then apparently he put all his stat points in the chess round rather than the boxing round. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. Toast put all his stat points in the boxing round instead of the chess. Right. So Small Ant was hoping to beat him in chess, basically. Mm. So apparently he was just saying, like, he's not surprised that Small Ant did that. And he probably didn't do it on purpose or whatever. But like when you're like when you haven't trained in like fighting and then you're just getting like punches thrown at you or whatever, you kind of go into like if you haven't trained for fighting, like you just go into this mentality like I'm going to stop this person no matter what. And maybe just instinctually or his shots were just really bad. He just kind of like did it out of reaction. You know what I mean? Mm. 
that's possible i mean like uh but like I, he says that he doesn't think that he did it like intentionally he probably just got hit and then he just like threw a punch back and was like i don't care where this lands like i just got smacked like i'm gonna punch back or whatever and it just hit him there it's likely i mean they're also like pretty um they were also wearing helmets because like you know your vision's gonna be blocked while you're wearing those things and you're just you're not really sure where those punches are going to land because like it was yeah. an uppercut you know you can't that is really true too. aim an uppercut too well also right um unless you're like they're, they're pretty close to so it's like okay yeah there's there's a possibility you know that he, they just didn't know where those punches were going to land and he just got caught in the heat of, heat of the moment yeah i also don't know like i don't really watch small ants content a lot but from what i've seen from him because he's like a youtuber who does like speed running and has kind of like this wholesome community and definitely has that like youtube like mr beast type of personality where he's like hey guys what's up today we have like 10 cars here like that type of thing so like i would be very surprised if he did it maliciously but i i don't know i, I will say this each fighter had to agree uh unanimously that they would like both sides had to agree to either fight without headgear or with headgear most of them mm -hmm. opted without headgear i'm kind of disappointed that disguised toast and small hand opted for headgear <laughs> why because you could you, I, I, you, I just want to fight okay i'm more of a ufc guy rather than a boxing guy i find like ufc more fun and less like stally right because in boxing when you're boxing you can obviously take someone or you can't take someone to the ground you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so i kind of like ufc for that like you can't like really stall out or whatever but i would have preferred that but it was a good fight uh like all the events are like overall but i mean um i will say this and i don't know how you could or the one complaint i had or whatever because i've watched other chess boxing matches before it and i think it kind of killed didn't kill the hype i i still thought the match is really good the one thing that if this were to ever come back again is that essentially like um the way that they do chess boxing is there's way less time in between the chess portion and the boxing portion where essentially um the side ring people are like your pit crew right so basically after the chess round ends both players like immediately run back to their corners almost or like just go to their corners super fast and they have like their pit crew guys are like burr, 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 put on put on like the glove both sides check both sides basically put up a thumbs up once like the gloves both on and then the bell just goes and they just go at it right i felt like because this is more of an amateur fight maybe or like they weren't as prepared i felt there was a lot of downtime between like when a fight ended and when the chess started and vice versa you know what i mean yeah yeah i that, think um it, it i don't know it was their first it's ludwig's first like chess boxing event so you know you have to like let them have a few like you know how, how do i say this like errors and mistakes yeah, and goofs yeah. and gaffes i mean it it sucks because like i think we compare it to a lot of other events that we've seen like logan paul's fights or even like creator clash or whatever that probably put those standards up like super super high you know yeah of course um I will also say kind of sucks, but I think three of the matches, the initial opponents had injuries. Um, and so maybe that was also why there was like a displacement. So the hugs versus toe fight. Um, hugs had a lot to prove, by the way, but um, the hugs versus toe fight. Hugs just started training a month before. Um, Myth was supposed to also fight someone else. So Myth was supposed to fight mm -hmm. someone else and they actually got injured as well. And then the fight between um the uh the fight between uh the chess bra guy 
and the other guy, I can't remember his name right now, uh, Chessbra's oppon- opponent also came in very last minute, like two weeks before. Mm. So um, I, I will say that kind of does suck that like uh, some of the fights did feel a little bit lopsided. Uh, yeah. because of, because of like last minute replacements, uh, due, due to injuries or whatever. But, um, but yeah, let's go over it. So first matchup, we have box box versus stands. Um, so this was a pretty interesting fight. Um, it was, uh, I think it was a good way to start kind of and set the tone maybe for uh, everything. Um, the fight predictions actually was 51% stands, 49% box box. Um, I actually had money on box box personally, just because he had a little bit more of a reach than stands. I think he was a reach of like three more inches or something like that. And so I actually thought that this fight was going to go like uh, pretty, pretty well. They're also the heaviest fighters in this or whatever. Um, what did you think about that fight? Um, I honestly didn't know who, who fought, who box box was fighting. So I was like, all right, let's go box box, you know? So I was just like, we'll see what happens um i didn't really um honestly i wasn't paying attention okay okay i'm kind of t- i'm gonna be honest with you no no no, no not paying to be attention. honest i don't care near almost the entire event i was just like i was zoned out i was like i just okay, want your I'm, initial just initial thoughts it's all good i don't care um <laughs> but uh yeah so if you guys don't know, Nathan Stans is actually um, he used to work for Gen G. He used to be the community manager for Gen G and signed a lot of the the content creators to Gen G. And then he's also uh, one of Ludwig's friends. They both went to ASU together. And uh, uh, Stans is actually the one who got Ludwig his first job like ever hmm. in California before they actually before Ludwig was even a streamer. So oh, that's how cool. he how he knows him. Obviously, Boxbox, a TFT god or whatever. Um, Boxbox is trainer, by the way. I can't remember his name at this point, but he also trained Michael Reeves in Disguised Toast, and he's also trained a couple of other people for Creator Clash. Hmm. So I thought that was uh, pretty interesting as well. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to see it, I mean, I just wanted a good fight. I wanted to see like everything interesting or whatever. Unfortunately, um, BoxBox did end up winning the fight um, around 30 seconds into the second uh, out of three rounds of boxing because stands dislocated his shoulder it um, dislocated yeah so uh there was a post interview with stands afterwards and basically stands said that um a, f- uh, a week prior his shoulder had dislocated already and so he was so taking he's, he's it fighting with a dislocated shoulder already? yeah yeah so unfortunately uh stands had to forfeit you can see it on the live stream and in the videos too they pop it back in Oh so, god, that's bad. Don't so, no. You don't do that like in the middle in the middle of a ring. You go to a hospital for that. Well, he obviously went to a hospital after to check it out. Apparently everything's fine. It was like a minor dislocation. Everything's fine. He's in a sling now. We're all good. Um but yeah, so Box Box ended up winning that fight. Um kind of sucked in that sense that it ended so quickly. I think Stans was uh coming back in my opinion and if I think if that didn't happen then things would have been a little bit different but uh either way i thought it was like a good kind of type of fight to set it up or whatever um the next fight which was um that came up was basically um overt flow if you guys don't know he's um basically like a phase clan guy like he's an old school phase clan guy like back when phase clan wasn't as cringy as they are now basically got big doing like trick shot videos on call of duty and stuff like that um 
and he was actually um uh and he was versing abroad in Japan, which uh pretty interesting bout for all this or whatever. So um overflow uh also came in last second about two months ago because abroad's uh, opponent had gotten um sick or something and inj- or some personal stuff happened they didn't really describe who it was but on paper overt flow seemed like he would have this one um mm-hmm. five five eleven compared to five eight 185 pounds compared to 180 73 reach compared to 69 reach and he was one year younger than abroad in japan but abroad in japan apparently has lost about 30 pounds um, if you guys didn't see his interview, he basically talked about how he was uh, super obese and had to lose weight to his doctor's recommendation. And this fight went all the way, which I thought was all super four rounds. All, uh, yeah, went uh, uh, yeah, went all three boxing, all three chess rounds or whatever. Wow. So this was actually like uh, uh, pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, anything, uh, anything that uh, you see from this fight or that you've uh, that you thought about or thought was interesting, Pixel? Again, you know what I was doing while I was while well, I had this in the background, I was playing World of Warcraft. Nice. And I was looking I had it muted. I was like looking over every now and then. It's like on my other screens, like, oh well. Okay. Nice. You're, so you're doing it's it's yeah, all you. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, uh, it's all it's this this whole segment's all you. No, no, no. We'll keep going. I want to see still see your opinions if there's anything cool, because I want to see your perspective on it. Um <laughs> some crazy things about this. Um abroad in Japan could have run one by round two of chess. Because he had two moves in checkmate, and then he blundered his queen. Um, and then the, it expanded. Also, Overt Flow didn't practice chess at all. He just practiced boxing. So on the last round of chess, they were both down a queen, and Overt Flow had his black pawn all the way to the end. And if he had moved his pawn one square up, he would have been able to get his queen back. Now, the thing is, Overt Flow didn't train chess. He did not know that was a thing. So he didn't know that moving your pawn all the way to your enemy's side, you can, rec- you can reclaim a piece that was already taken out. So right. he moved his pawn all the way up to the end and never moved it forward once because he thought it was a pointless move. That's hilarious. That's a huge, huge blunder. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I like about these type of events is someone said it. My friend said it the best when we were watching yesterday. You either... You, the best type of boxing fights or like competitive matches is when all the players suck or when the players are really, really, really good, right? Like seeing like really good professional playing or just like this type of playing is always entertaining. Like it's, I'm glad we had moments mm-hmm. like this because if, if everyone was like middle of the road, like decent, it's actually kind of boring to watch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so uh, overflow lost due to time. He also kept forgetting to hit the timer button. On the chess thing. So, like, you know, like, when you make a move, you press the button to stop your time. He forgot to do that about 10 times and burned about 40 seconds. (laughs) And abroad in Japan, um, I don't know if he didn't notice or he took advantage of it because that's more of, like, you know, if your opponent forgets something, you forget something. You know what I mean? But, Mm -hmm. yeah, he burned down his clock by a lot. Wow. I don't know if that's like just like a result of him getting knocked around in the in the ring, but like, yeah, right. That's kind of basic. That's like, yeah. So I don't know, man. (laughs) So abroad in Japan won that match because of that, because, you know, because never the guy never got his queen back and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, burned time. This is when I was up like 200 bucks pixel, by the way, because my friend was like, I'm betting everything on overt flow. Like he has better reach. He's been he trains boxing. He's obviously like taller, like all this Mm -hmm. stuff. I was like, okay, bet I'm going with abroad. (laughs) 
and <laughs> I won. So my friend was pissed or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he had a good reason to be like he chose like stats, you know, right? That's 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 a valid reason to you know, bet on somebody. But yeah, he kind of just went against the grain. Yeah. So the next fight was actually pretty interesting. It was actually the highest rated uh, chess boxing match of all time. So both Amon and Lawrence are both like grandmasters. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it'd be a pretty good thing. Um, the crowd favorite, it was actually a toss up. It went 50 50. Hmm. So um, Amon is a really good chess player, but he's never um, boxed. And Lawrence is a very good chess player casually, but he's like grandmaster still. But on online hmm. chess, but okay. he trains in competitive boxing. Interesting. Like, so he's uh and he uh, actually Lawrence recently started chess boxing as well. Hmm. So he's done some fights and stuff like that. Um on paper, Amon was going to win this fight on a couple things on reach. He had two inches more of reach in age. Uh Amon's 29, Lawrence is 36. And then also on height, Amon is six foot, Lawrence is five eleven. But on weight, Lawrence had to come down and Amon had to come up. So Lawrence was at 187 and Amon was at 183. Pretty even match. Pretty pretty even match. It was definitely a toss up. I don't know if you uh is there anything that you saw from this match or com- uh, commented on about this match? I nope. <laughs> I didn't okay. know who these two are were yeah, before fair. this and I still don't. <laughs> yeah, t- uh fair. So yeah, lo- like I said Lawrence is a chess boxing professional amateur uh fighter uh uh, Amon goes by another name. It's Chessbro, if you've ever heard that name on Twitch or whatever. But he kind mm. of has the same thing as like Botez sisters, except he rotates with like three or four other guys. Basically, has the mm-hmm. same concept where it's like not just him on the channel. Anyway, crazy match, man, crazy match. Where essentially, um, the chess portion, uh, Lawrence was actually winning, and then they went to the boxing portion, and. Basically, it lasted one round of boxing, and the fight was called as a TKO at 17 seconds. Uh, 17 seconds remaining. What? At the That's... boxing fight, Chessbra knocked this dude. Like, basically, got this guy to stumble three, two times. So Chessbra threw two right hooks and a left, knocked this guy on his butt. Lawrence, mm-hmm. Lawrence came back up, and then 30 seconds later, uh, was stumbling so much the ref called it. Wow. That's, I I don't know I don't I, that's kind of unbelievable. That's yeah. so incredibly fast and like once all again, of these others. My friend was pissed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he just got really really good shots on him, but I feel like every other fight was just lasted a lot longer. And yeah. I'm sure they were just they're also inexperienced. So like mm-hmm. I'm sure they're also taking you know similar hits. So well, this is yeah. pretty, pretty crazy. Lawrence was pissed. He was yelling at the ref after the ref called it a TKO. And in the post-game interview, Jerma was like, Lawrence, how do you feel about that? And he was like, this is bullcrap. I could have still gone or whatever fighting. Like, this is a total sham. And then he walked off out of the ring. Didn't even wait for, um, you know, uh, Amon to get the uh, the belt or anything like that. Yeah. And then all wow. Amon's interview was, was Jerma asking Amon, hey, what did you think of the chest portion? And Amon just said, there was a chest portion? And that was it. And the fight was <laughs> over. So that was a pretty crazy fight. Then we move to 
my favorite fight of the night, Toph versus Hugs. Both Smash players. Both best friends for about 15 years in the Smash scene. Both pivotal to Super Smash Brothers Melee, by the way. Both of them walking out to the same song, Chillin' Dude's My B Rap Song, <laughs> which is amazing. Shouts out the Chillin' Dude, by the way. If you guys don't know, he actually is going through a loop right now, but um, he actually had a stroke um, about seven months ago. And, or, yeah, he had a stroke, and it, he was discovered, like, 24 hours later because he lives wow. by himself, and he's actually been in physical therapy. Damn. And, so shouts out the chillin' dude. If you guys don't know, chillin' dude organized some of the first Super Smash Brothers melee tournaments ever when he was like thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, uh, back in like two thousand nine, man. Two thousand. How do you manage that? Thirteen. I, what the I don't know. So shouts out the chillin' dude. Um, he's doing well though. He watched the fight, but they both walked out the chillin' dude's my B song. If you guys don't know, hugs is history. Toph's history is that. Uh, is very interesting. So Toph is one of the most popular community managers for Super Smash Brothers Melee. Um, he actually followed a parody account of him called The Real Toph back in like 2011. Guess who ran this account? Ludwig. <laughs> Small and, world. And he shouted out Ludwig on his podcast. And now Ludwig's hosting this major event, right? <laughs> for like chess boxing. Yeah. Hugs used to be back in the day before like Evo, before Mango, before Leffen, before Mewtwo King, Hugs used to be the number one ranked Smash player of all time. And he played a character called Samus Aran, which is considered one of the worst characters now of all time. But he was like, you know, the first, he was like the Babe Ruth of Smash. And since then, he's just constantly been the butt of every joke. Like he's like, he takes it playfully, but you know, he's old, quote unquote. He's like almost 40, right? And uh, there's memes about him um, just being old, washed up. You know what I mean? He used to be number one in the world. He still plays, but now he doesn't even get like top 200. Right. So he came in proving something. And he actually came in within a month of the whole competition. And uh, yeah, I don't know if you watched this fight or saw some of briefly of this fight. Again, like I didn't know who they were. So I was like, yeah, I'm like those uh, those people that you were talking about earlier those 40 or 50 year olds trying to like <laughs> you're like, like oh bro japan baby oh bro japan that's kind of like me i'm just like who like okay i know Toph. Toph is a character from last airbender <laughs> like okay yeah but i don't know what like who who the these people are so this fight if you guys don't watch any other fight this is the fight you need to watch fastest knockout Ever. Okay. <laughs> so uh Toph is basically rated um eight hundred points higher than hugs in chess. So he almost checkmates him first round. Now it's the boxing round, right? And everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh, Toph's got this. He's been training for six months. Longest fighter to train for six months. Hugs just looks like he wants to eat someone. Like he looks like he wants to rip someone's head off and like consume them. Like he looks like ready to kill. He's been training for a month. Okay. Boxing round starts within 30 seconds. He lands three blows to Toph's head and mm -hmm. Toph has his nose like bleeding. Wow. Right. And then 
the ref's like, okay, starts counting down. He's like, are you good? Are you good? Tulf's like, yeah, come on, man. I'm good. I'm good, man. We're good. We're good. He's like, okay, bet, bet. And within 20 seconds, Hugs has him on the ropes and punches him four more times in the head. And the ref calls it. Yeah, you're done at that point. And, and Hugs, Hugs just destroys him. And Hugs is walking around the ring afterwards as if he hadn't won. <laughs> and it was, it's just such a cool, like, storyline for hugs because like i said he was he's kind of like always like he fell off you know clearly but he loves the game of smash so much but it's like he always was kind of like the butt of butt of butt of the joke you know what i mean of everything and so he came out and he proved it man so hugs won once again a huge upset right a huge upset like the prediction was basically like he would uh, i think the prediction was like 68 percent 68 68 percent wow to win because like hugs had only been training for a month like had never boxed right. before either right right like apparently like hugs's interview was like the first time i ever threw like a punch ever was training for this fight like he's never gotten into a fight before or, like thrown like a like a serious punch yeah you don't want to go into this unprepared that's and no. he went in unprepared and he destroyed him that's crazy <laughs> that's the crazy part yeah, it's like um, unbelievable. Yeah. So two more fights or a few more fights to go over. I don't know if you watched this one, but Andrea Botez. Versus I watched part of that one. WGM Diana Blank. Dina? Dina. Dina. Blankia? Blanca? I don't know how to say it. Anyway, Andrea versus Dina. This is the most controversial fight of the night. It was. I was like very confused with the ending of this fight. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, so I'll say this, it went all six rounds in the fifth round or in the last round or second to last round of chess. Dina was essentially two moves away from checkmate. Now I will say this, this was the second highest rated chess match out of everyone. So they both knew that it was over. So going into the last round of boxing, Andrea basically had to knock out Dina. Mm -hmm. Right. And, Essentially, what happened was there was a there's a rule in chess boxing where if you get three countdowns, you're out, essentially. OK, so basically you stumble, they start counting, you stumble again or you can't defend yourself. They start counting third time. You're out. You're just you're done and out. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, what the controversy was is that the the ref the the ref was making some very weird and strange calls apparently this ref does do chess boxing events so if you guys didn't know this event was sanctioned by chess boxing and by chess.com so people's ratings actually adjusted after this depending on huh. you know if they won by chess or if they won by boxing which is probably mm -hmm. the reason why that lawrence guy who's like an amateur chess boxing pro was so pissed that he lost because that actually is going to affect his record that's weird that's so strange right so the thing, so the weird thing about this was that the, the controversy of this, and it's very hard to explain if you haven't watched it. Once again, I highly recommend to go to Ludwig's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ludwig to, to watch this fight for yourself. But essentially what was happening was the ref would come in between them to stop them from fighting because they were either getting too close to each other, et cetera. Right. That's usually common, but he would split them up. And usually what happens is during a split time where a ref comes in and splits up the boxers, the timer is still going down. The timer will mm -hmm. only pause when the ref start, when the ref does a countdown. So usually what will happen is the ref 
what usually is supposed to happen in most cases is the ref will come in between, split them up, and then immediately start counting. So then, you know, usually there's like a one second delay. So then the people running the timers would be like, oh, okay, stop the timer. He's counting down. Instead, what would happen was he would get in between them, split them up, then look at Andrea, be like, yo, are you okay? Look, And then she would, you know, he would wait for her to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And then turn to Dina and be like, hey, are you okay? And Dina would be like, yeah, 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 uh, you know, I'm okay. And then for whatever reason, he would then start counting down on Dina or whoever got knocked back. And so what this what happened was, is this killed time on the timer, right? Basically, Mm -hmm. because he would split them up, the people running the clock would be like, "Okay, he's just splitting them up and he wouldn't immediately start counting down, which is what you're usually most refs are to do. And when I say usually, I mean, ninety nine percent of the time. But instead, he would check on both of them. So the clock would still run down by about five to five to ten seconds. And then he would start counting down. Right. Mm. So this happens two times. And the last time this happens, there's 15 seconds left on the clock. And he does the same thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He. They start fighting. There's about 12 to 15 seconds left on the clock. He splits them up. He looks at Andrea and goes, are you good? Are you good? She goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. Then he looks at Dina. He goes, are you good? Are you good? She goes like, what? What are you saying? I can't hear. He goes, are you good? She goes, yeah, 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 yeah. He starts counting down. And right when he starts counting down, the buzzer hits zero. Because the time people did not pause the timer while he split them up and was checking on them both. And he started counting them down, but then the timer ended, so it went to a chess round. Technically, the last time that he counted down was the third time. She should have been... Uh, Andrea should have won. Is this is this ref, like, an actual ref? Like, who's... Apparently, the woman who was in charge of the chess, the chess portion and all the refs that were in charge of chess boxing portion were sanctioned people by the both federations. That's a big, pretty big mess up if that's true. Like, that's like, that's pretty huge. That's a legitimate, can like, beef. So, according to the ref, from what I've understood from um, things I've heard, is that um, they were all told. So, I, I'm like, I'm not saying he's correct because I think he's wrong. I think Andrea is the people's champ. But from what <laughs> I've been told, all the refs were told, hey, this is their first ever time boxing. So, keep that in mind. Safety is of highest concern. Mm-hmm. And so I think what might have happened was is this ref was just super overly cautious. That's probably it. Right? He broke them up. He would literally ask them like, hey, you good? You good? Hey, you good? You good? Okay. And then he would start counting down or whatever. I think mm-hmm. he was like giving them a way to basically get out of the fight. Yeah, that's probably if it. they If they wanted. But man, did the crowd start booing. Man. That's, and then. That's- yeah, it was I bad, would have man. Money on Andrea, like I was like I was wanting her to win because she was like super aggressive during that fight. She was yeah. like swinging out the gate and just like wouldn't she, stop. She knew she had to take her down, and so it's like it's pretty crazy. And I'm watching the replay right now, and it's just actually insane. Seven seconds left. He breaks them up. Are you good? He looks at Dina. Andrea, are you good? Then he starts counting down right at one second, and then the buzzer goes, and now it's mm-hmm. off the chess. They go back to the chessboard. Dina has checkmate in two moves. Andrea knows this. Dina moves her piece. Andrea looks at the board. She shakes Dina's hand to concede. No, shouldn't have happened. (laughs) Shouldn't have happened. But guess who I bet it on? You bet on Dina, didn't you? Of course. Why? Of course, baby. And you know why? Because of the weigh-in. Oh. At the weigh-in, Dina was like, 
I will destroy you. Like she was like not taking any crap. Andrea was trying to still be like bubbly and happy or whatever. And this is like, oh yeah, this is for fun. Dina had the eyes of a killer. I bet it on Dina all the way. <laughs> all right. I want Andrea to win. Don't get me wrong, but I bet it on Dina. All right. All right. Most controversial fight. Next up was myth. Uh, next up was basically a uh, myth and uh, Chulies. This was a weird fight. I don't even want to like talk or Churdlies. I don't even want to talk about this or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you saw this fight pixel. Missed it one. Missed this Kay. one. Myth and Churdlies are both 400 rating. Um, so the chest portion was basically a joke. Uh, Churdlies didn't know how to move any of his pieces <laughs> and kept taking off his headset to ask the lady how to move pieces. Oh, God. Like no. literally ask or whatever. Right. And then at some points he would like grab a bishop and then start like lifting up and like move and then like look at the crowd and be like. Do I, that, do I do no, I do I do I do this? this and then she, and then you know she was just like they were just like uh ooh uh oh, oh like you know like that type of thing. Um, surprisingly, it went all rounds though. So it went to the boxing, it went to uh, everything or whatever. Um, once again, Churdlies was a last minute exception or whatever. Um, he ended up losing myth ended up winning i think this is the most lopsided prediction ever it was like eight yeah 80 myth or something weirdest part about this fight is that jeff wittick was there the dude from like david dobrik's crew who's like suing david dobrik for endangerment and also hangs out with logan paul so that was weird um mm -hmm. last fight i guess technically the last fight disguise toast versus sorry it wasn't small amp by the way it was disguise toast versus point crow point crow that's the name pixel tell me you saw this fight yeah, I saw it. Let's get to it. Pixel, what did you think about this fight? <laughs> I I still remember just that that nut shot. That was just the one thing that stood out to me. And like just seeing disguised toast just like fall over and in the like, corner. In pain. Yeah, in pain. I was just like, my dude, how do you not get DQ'd for that? It must yeah. be because like, like, you know, it's like like you're saying with the refs, um, how they were like overly concerned for their safety. So they were also like pretty sure that they were not not even amateur level fighters at that point. So right. it's kind of like, all right, just let them do whatever and just like make sure they don't hurt each other too badly kind of thing. Like right. anything else goes practically. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like that like at that point i just felt like that fight should have been stopped <laughs> but like yeah like as we said before like they probably just didn't know what they were doing um and uh again like this is like one of those uh outcomes where i was a little confused at the end also with the uh with how how the the match turned out in what way it just kind of went back and forth. I wasn't like really sure, like um, because of the rules of the event, like it sounded like Point Crow won, and then they they switched it, and then they said Toast won. Yeah, so Toast actually checkmated. Yeah, so it was like this, but Point Crow won the boxing portion. Uh, technically, or technically he did, but the thing is, is that uh. Yeah, so probably the the uh, it's probably the reason why you don't you weren't able to know is because you were probably muted because you're playing WoW or whatever. Because I feel like oh, they boy. yelled out the rules like 37 times, but uh, basically the rules are essentially you have to. So one, it's basically like one of it. 
so basically the thing is is that it's called chess boxing so the chess portion is technically more important than the boxing portion some would say so essentially okay. the way that you win is either by you run out of time so your opponent runs out of time you checkmate or in the boxing round you get knocked out or tko'd right now at the end if at the very end at the last check uh the the last chess portion if toast didn't checkmate uh point crow then it would go to who had a better who had better boxing rounds mm -hmm. so if toast hadn't checkmated there point crow would have won because of the deciding factor would have been the boxing rounds mm -hmm. so yeah that's why toast won because he, he was actually fine. able to checkmate yeah yeah because like i was like it had it hurt I heard it from the announcers that it sounded like Point Crow was winning. It was like uh, basically a one boxing, and then it went to the chess portion. I was like, okay, well, if they're you know calling Point Crow to be like you know winning, right? Why why would Toast be winning ultimately? I just didn't understand that portion. But hey, you know what? Whatever works, right? Yeah. Um, I will say that um, when I rewatched the VOD for Point Crow in Disguise Toast. Both times that point crow um, after he initially like punched toast in the groin the first time I was he did it twice, right? Yeah, one right after the other. Yeah. So basically both times like you could see like point crow saying something to toast like I'm so sorry or something like that. Like uh, I'm good or whatever. And then like point crow like makes a motion like, do you want me to like leave? Like, do you want me to like get out? Like kind of like this, like, do you want me to forfeit because of this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then like toast like looks at him is like, no, 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 no. Like I'm good type of thing. So I, I, at least like, there's no, at least from what I saw from the video, it doesn't seem like toast was like this dude punched me in the nuts. You know what I mean? There's like yeah, any yeah. bad blood at least or whatever. And that like, it seemed like point crow like genuinely did it on accident. He wasn't trying to like, be malicious or something like that you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so that was pretty good i will say in my opinion even without the nut shots i thought it was kind of the most disappointing fight out of all of them why i just didn't find it like very hyped like just their fighting techniques or oh. their chess game you know what i mean like it just seemed like like, I felt super hyped watching Dr. Mike, like, beat the crap out of I-dubs and I-dubs trying to, like, power through and all this type of stuff. Yeah. And then, like, other fights, like, I felt like the main card was, like, super, super good or whatever. But then, like, I felt almost with this fight, it was, like, not, maybe not worse is the best way, but it just didn't feel, like, as hyped as, like, the other fights, you know what I mean? Um, But, yeah. I mean, overall, I thought it was, like, a pretty good event. Uh, in general, also there was Sea Dog VA versus Ludwig in slap boxing or that slap, slap chess. Funny, that was funny, and Ludwig lost to Sea Dog. Yeah, I was like, Ludwig was was like, he needs to put a little bit more power into those slaps because Sea Dog was going all out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was that was a uh, that was pretty good too as well. So, um, I mean, overall for the event. I mean, besides like kind of like the scuffness of it, I will say like Jerma probably should have done a better time, like with the announcer stuff. Um, and then maybe if they were able to somehow make it so that things went a little bit faster. Right. When it came to switching between the chess and the boxing portion overall, I thought it was pretty fun. It was obviously not taken seriously as other events, which I don't you know, I don't mind or whatever. That's just the nature of it or whatever. But overall, I thought it was a good event. Um, 
I will say this one last thing. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the crowd shots from it. No, it, nothing comes to mind. So I saw some crowd shots from some people on YouTube who actually were there. But then also I had a couple of my friends who went. Mm-hmm. It was pretty empty. Uh, there was one like viewpoint that I was watching. Like it was in the stream itself. Like you saw one section was basically empty. And I was like, oh boy. That was like a, like the front section too. That was like the yeah. ones closest to the ring. I was like, damn, that's, that's pretty empty. Even though like Lily's yeah. having that $1 sale. So, okay. So apparently the $1 sale only filled up like the top two portions. Oh. Like that was what they were selling for. They weren't selling like the close up ones. Oh, gotcha. So, so I have a buddy of mine um, who actually is like a huge um, like Twitch streamer fan. Um, It's kind of funny because he works for pyrotechnics for like the Grammys and like the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So he'll casually hang out with actual celebrities, but then like he'll freak out and freeze up if like he sees someone like from offline TV (laughs) and he's like a huge fan. Right. And so for this event. Like, he asked me if I wanted to go, and I said maybe, and he insta-snapped the tickets with his girlfriend. Like, the, the best ones. Wow. Like, courtside and stuff like that. And I don't think he was on the broadcast or anything, but, like, so he was sending me pictures from it, and I asked him, like, how crowded is it, right? And then he just starts sending me pictures of him with every streamer known to man. And apparently, he said that, like, he was, like, in the front row, and, like... There was like one couple, like maybe a few seats down, like behind him, like the row behind him, a few seats down, another couple like directly behind him. And then there was like a section that was like sectioned off for like all the streamers or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said like there was like no one there. So he said like in between fights or he said before he like even sat down in his like before the thing even started because they basically got entered in about an hour before hour and a half before and his vip thing got like free drinks and like free food right so him and his girlfriend got to like the vip section or whatever and i guess there was like so little people who had actually bought the vip section that the streamers didn't actually have like their own area to get drinks and food from because that's how little people were in the that vip like 500 dollars section and so yeah but which sucks but he said like before the event even started he had already like had like he told me he like i already had like a 15 minute conversation with hassan 10 minute conversation with valkyrie he got pictures with about 30 streamers because he just walked up to him and was just like click click like hey guys can i take a picture with you guys really quick oh yeah sure click click like he said he met all the fighters will neff like hassan valkyrie like most of the otv people who were there like he met like everyone eventually those people though they said they so apparently the way that it was set up was the streamers had the vip section where he was but then he also said they were also in box seats in the stadium as well where they could go and like hang out privately if they wanted to so he said he 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 didn't meet like a ton of streamers though because like he said literally like no one was there like he would like look back and it was like two empty rows and then the streamer. So he just like walked up to them. I was like, I'm so sorry to bother you. Can I get a picture with you guys? So it yeah. actually wasn't like crowded at all. So then he was sending me like all these selfies from like, like literally like Stan, he got like a selfie with stands, like almost right afterwards. Cause he sat down and watched the fights like myth toast point crow, like just everyone. It was crazy. 
that's actually kind of worth it if you're like a huge fan of like Twitch and streamers. Like, I, uh, you know, I yeah, would, he had the best I night ever. Myself, yeah, I, I could see myself paying that and be like completely happy with it. Six hundred bucks, well spent. I would not be still, but that's just me. <laughs> I would not spend like six hundred bucks, like because I'm kind of over that. But like, I could see why it like meant a lot to him. But like, I personally yeah. probably would not like spend oh, that yeah. much to just do that. But like he said, it was like super cool, like super casual. Um, so yeah, he had a good time. <laughs> But yeah, the, he said the stadium was pretty empty. Yeah, it kind of sucks because like I, I would like to see these events keep going, but like I can also see like this was like a probably a pretty big flop and a huge loss for Ludwig. One point like, five million he spent on it. He spent on it, but how much did he recoup from like tickets? exactly like that's that's a huge amount of money. So yeah. I am like, ugh, I feel kind of bad. Yeah, I'm also curious too, like how much uh or not how like i'm also kind of curious just like for me at least i think the thing that maybe he was banking on and not to like call it any of the content creators or whatever i literally don't i i kept forgetting this event was gonna happen like i feel like it wasn't really advertised that much by ludwig i feel like a lot of the content creators that i follow i didn't see like any videos uploaded from them about training besides like stands and like disguise toasted like one vlog on like boxing or something, you know, I feel like there was like no hype behind it or like no advertisement. Whereas like with Creator Clash, like everyone was posting videos, you know what I mean? I ran out of like, money. I, maybe. Well, I mean, like they could budget. just do it. Well, that too. But I'm just saying like the creators themselves could have done it right. Like Dr. Mike was posting videos about his like fighting, sure. you know what I mean? Like on his own channel. I mean, like on his own personal channel, like iDubs was posting stuff on his personal channel. Like a bunch of those dudes were like posting stuff about it, talking about it on their podcasts and stuff like that. Like I've been uh, like, even like the guy from H3H3 H3 was talking about it on his podcast and was like promoting it and selling tickets. Like I didn't see any promotion from it from virtually Ludwig or even, even in passing on his streams or um, watching his podcast or even from like the, uh, the fighters themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I saw one training video from Myth or anything like that. I don't know. It just it was, it was just interesting. Yeah, it was just very strange. It almost felt like the event was almost like it was announced and then it was forgotten very quickly. Maybe it's just like the the creators from Creator Class were just um that more like wide reaching networks or something like that, and they were able to like talk to more people and reach more people. Yeah. Maybe it's because of that. But yeah, yeah, it's um like one of those things where I maybe it would have made a difference. Um, but I don't know. Like there's yeah. there's a sizable amount of people in, in LA. I'm sure like plenty of people would have gone, but like those ticket prices, I really think it was more than anything. It was the ticket prices that turned people away. Yeah. I want to say the IDUB. I, I want to say the IDUBS one, the most expensive. Well, here's the thing too. And I think that this is probably a key for the IDUBS one. So I looked up the IDUBS prices. Um, Like this is a while ago, but courtside were like 300 bucks so it was cheaper first of all by about 200 bucks but then also mm -hmm. idubs uh idubs whole event was a charity event oh yeah right so that kind of maybe justified it like a little bit more but then also he made it pay-per-view which was also a charity event you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that was the thing as well is that i think it was one of those things too where maybe we briefly discussed this before but i think you know, knowing that it's like, okay, it's 500 bucks. That's a lot of money. But then also like there is like influential power in the sense of like, oh, but it all goes to charity. Right. So then you kind of like justify that maybe a little bit more, but then also because it was just streamed on 
Ludwig's YouTube channel for free <laughs> mm-hmm. where I didn't have to pay anything. It's like, okay, do I pay, you know, this much money to go see this event in person or do I just watch it for free? Right. You know, whereas with the IDubs event, it was like, I think it was 40 bucks or something like that, maybe. And it was like, oh, I pay 40 bucks or I want to go see it in person for 100. Like, oh, man, maybe I'll just go see it in person for 100. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you can kind of compare and contrast. For this, it was like, pay 500 to see it in person. Doesn't go to charity. Doesn't go to anything. Or just watch it online totally for free. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe it was that, yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. Like, if it's going to be streamed, like, for free, like, why not just watch it from home? Like, there's no reason to actually show up unless you are, you know, like a super fan and you really want to see them in person. Um, but yeah, I think, um, I think there's a lot of things that could have like changed how this went. It's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. It's the first one. If there's another one, I'm sure it's going to sell maybe a bit better or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you might have to go for like a smaller venue just to make it a little bit more, um, filled. That's true too. But yeah, anyway, we'll see what happens in the future, but overall, uh, I rate the event like an eight, nine out of 10. I thought it was enjoyable to watch for sure. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think about it, Pixel? Where overall last last thoughts? You know, I I really like seeing these special events, honestly. Like because it's unique, it's fun, it's like you don't see it every day, and it's more than just like getting a bunch of creators together and like doing content. This is like actual. This is this is something beyond that. This is like something kind of greater than you know the sum of its parts. It's not just like having a bunch of people that are well known like chat do like a skit together or something like that this is i don't know it's 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 really unique mm-hmm. and uh i really hope that we see more of these yeah for sure then the next event that's probably gonna happen is cutie cinderella's streamer awards that's happening in march oh yeah so maybe she opens that up to the public maybe i mean that'd be right. kind of cool right yeah that'd be cool but uh yeah anyway that's going to wrap it up for us today. We've gone, we started early and we went over a lot. So, but uh, yeah, uh, I think that's going to call it for us. I had to get to the gym in a little bit and start uploading this video as well. So I'm going to get going, but uh, yeah, anything else? You, any last words, thoughts, comments, pixel? No, I think that's good. I think we've said everything. I mean, we should cut it here. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I will, we will uh, catch you guys in the next episode. We're going to go check out all the social medias and all that good stuff. All right. Catch you later, guys. Peace. Later.